DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. It's time to bring in Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line, best of state award winner. Smart Rain is having an end of season sale on their irrigation smart controller. Save 50% off each smart controller purchased. Offer available to all commercial property zone listeners. Visit smartrain.net to schedule a demo today. Samson, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? We're doing all right. We're doing all right. How are you doing? Before I know we love to laugh and giggle and all that with you, but uh, we understand you lost your grandmother last week, and condolences to you on that. Uh, is the family doing all right? This was the whole point of the move to BYU, get all that family time possible, right? Yeah. Um, with all the preparation of uh, preparing for grandma leaving, I mean, I think it should be even help, honestly, but... Um, it's been good. Um, it's been nice. We were able to come back home, me and Puka, and uh, spend this little time with her. And uh, honestly, it was perfect. It, it it felt good just to be back here and uh, be by her side and uh, let her feel our love. All right. As far as football goes, how fun is it to be four and zero? Man, four and zero. It it really don't get better than that. <laughs> uh, well, I already said. Uh, Pack 12 chance, man. It's been feeling good, and uh, we're just keeping it rolling right now. I see what you did there, but don't celebrate. You got two more Pack 12 games. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm not celebrating too early, you're right. <laughs> was there any difference, or what was the differences between Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney? Um, honestly, I felt like it was about the same. Um, Everything that uh, Jaron's been doing, um, Bader was able to step in and uh, show that there's no fall off anywhere, no matter uh, who, who steps in. And uh, honestly, it was just fun to be able to uh, show every team that we can actually sling the rock. You know, we've been we've been pounding the rock uh, down everyone's throat with Ty Algier and Lapine uh, uh, Katoa, but um, shoot, we were, we were able to sling the rock a little bit more this game, and it was actually way fun. <laughs> So it takes a lot of things to make the passing game happen, but it starts with the O-line. I thought that protection was outstanding. Romney had forever to throw the ball. Perfect pockets. I mean, it, was, it was borderline seven-on-seven drill stuff. The O-line. Yeah, O-line, it honestly starts with them. And um, the past four games, um, they've been coming out and kicking butt. Um, they've been holding down the trenches and showing everyone that we got the best O-line and uh, we got the best D-line in that. They came out and especially Saturday, you know, protected their butts off, protected uh, Baylor and uh, let Baylor do his thing back there and let him feel comfortable. And uh, it was amazing to see when you when you feel comfortable what you can do, honestly. And the O-line just did amazing, honestly. It seems like after last year with no crowds and the team went on an incredible run, followed it up this year, you haven't lost the game. The crowds at the stadium at Lavelle Edwards Stadium have just been incredible. Have you been able to sense that and feed off of it? Oh, my. In Lavelle, even stepping down in Vegas, uh, feeling the crowd's energy, uh, it's been unbelievable. To be, you already said it'd be part of last year. Um, whether you were down at where you were anywhere else, you could uh, – playing the game and with no fans, it, it was very different. Um, but coming back this year and having a full stadium and uh, 
being able not to hear your coaches yell at you when you make mistakes. It's <laughs> it's a beauty. It's a beauty of the game that we need. We miss we miss not having the fans there, and it's so fun having them there. So you've had three home games, and that game in Vegas felt like a home game. Uh, this could be a little different. You're going to Utah State. You haven't you haven't done that in your career, and there's a lot of Cougar fans in the Cash Valley, so there'll be some Cougar fans of the game, but that also fires up Aggie fans. Cougar fans disgust them. You are about to hear it. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm excited for this game, actually. I've never got to play Utah State um I know I made a couple comments earlier in this year, and I'd like to take back, <laughs> but we're definitely focusing and locking on to this uh, to this game, and uh, not taking this game uh, lightly at all. I mean, shoot, they're three and one team right now. They've been having a hell of a season, so uh, it's only right to come and take these guys seriously and give them uh, give them a good competition. How hard is it for you guys not to get caught up in that? Your four and zero national ranking and all that stuff. Oh, it's definitely hard. Um, you know, letting letting the emotions run high, but not too high. Um, you know what I, I always try to say: uh, tell the teammates never let the highs, uh, never ride the highs too high, and never ride the lows too low. And uh, right now, we're we're doing really good, but we got to keep our heads on straight and focus and act like we're an O and four team right now, and uh, still come and work our butts off every day and come showing that you know we're not taking any team lightly. Well, then everybody ought to follow Baylor Romney because his post game for a guy who threw for 305 yards and three touchdowns, that was as low-key as a quarterback can possibly be. Is that just how he is, or did he have to consciously dial it back in the uh, postgame session there? Um, that's how he is. Um, <laughs> he He's always ready to play. Um, he's always been part of the team. Um, even when uh, they called out the starting position, uh, I know he was a bit hurt, but shoot, he was ready. He wasn't. He wasn't stepping away. He wasn't um, um, blocking the team out. He was ready, still ready to go. Uh, ready when Jaron went down, and uh, he came out and balled out. Honestly, and uh, it was just perfect to show uh, that the next man's got to be ready to play. So, since he played well, does BYU have a quarterback controversy? <laughs> I have no idea. You got, I'm leaving that to Kalani. Honestly, I love all the quarterbacks. I love them all. So whatever the coach decide, I'm, I'm ready to rock with it. <laughs> Wide receivers know where their bread is buttered, right? I love yeah. all the quarterbacks. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I love all of them. Yeah, but if you have Baylor, then he's going to favor his brother, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> hey, shoot, they had that money connection. I'm not even mad. And shoot, they're leading a victory. They're leading the team to victory. I can't be mad about it, man. It, it looked good on Saturday. They were connecting. I mean, it, it's a family business out here at BYU, and it, they, they just came and proved it that, that that's true. So you've had all these uh, late-night games. <clears throat> it's just been one uh, 8.30 kickoff after another, it seems like. Does that leave much time during the day to watch other games, maybe watch some of your future opponents, or have they kept you pretty busy and you haven't seen much? Um, it gives us a lot of time to actually watch games and uh, you know just relax and uh, try to get your mind right for the game, pick up little details before the game of watching film. Um, 8.30 is a – it creates a long day for game day, honestly, but uh, it, it's nice. Me and Puka just uh, – do our thing. Uh, we share. Uh, we, we're roommates, so me and Puka 
honestly always get brownies from our mom. So we're up there in our room snacking our brownies, watching our film together, going over plays. So uh, it, it's a bit nice having a long day, and then it, it, it's a bit too much having a long day, I feel like. <laughs> Do you have any friends at Utah State's team? Uh, yes, one of my old friends from uh, actually Utah, uh, Devontae Henry Cole. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, so he's up there a little bit. Um, and that's about, oh, Kyle Van Leeuwen, too. Um, he's one of the receivers up there. Yeah. He's a big he's a big baller. So I got a couple guys up there, actually. Samson Nakua joined us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So, obviously, the Utes had a, another tragedy. This is twice in nine months now. I don't know how well you knew Aaron or if you've reached out to any teammates uh, since the news broke. Um, yeah. Um, I remember hearing something about it earlier in the night after our game. And um, I remember calling a couple of teammates right after I heard something. And uh, no one was able to answer me. And um, the next morning, um, I got a call from one of my good boys, Avante Davis. And, um, yeah, just uh, it's just sad to hear, honestly. Um, Ayla was, Aaron Lowe was such a, he always reminded me a lot of me, um, just smiling always, um, such positive energy, um, making sure everyone was happy and okay, um, taking care of everyone. From the first time him coming onto campus, he was just, just a bright smile and such a good soul. And uh, it, it's just really hard to hear. And uh, it's just sad. Um, the kid had such a bright future. I know working to get it, uh, he was so close to getting his degree. Um, yeah, it, it's it's crazy, man. It, it really is just so crazy. So you obviously played receiver. He was a defensive back, just generally speaking, not uh, specifically to any individual. How much can you get to know guys who are on the other side of the ball and you're not with them all the time as you would be your fellow receivers and maybe your offensive guys? Um, it's pretty easy. Um, I mean, this is a team sport. Um, you're not just sticking with your offense. Um, luckily, we got special teams where we're able to uh, mix the two groups where you got offense and defense, and uh, they're able to play on the same uh, on the same side of the ball at points. And so, it's very important to get to know your teammates because, uh, I mean, we're family, honestly. And um, even our family families, uh, even our brothers' families are family. So, so like we we definitely are here for their family because we feel it just like they feel it. And, um, I mean, you got to get to know everyone. It's just so important. I feel like uh, everyone, I feel like on both sides of BYU and Utah are my brothers and I do anything for them. And, um, I don't know, it's just important to know your whole team. So you transfer in, you got to learn, I mean, 85 scholarship guys, walk-on guys, all the coaches, the GAs. How long did it take to get everybody down? I mean, to, to just know oh, who everybody is. Summer. Yeah, it took me the whole summer for sure. And still trying to learn the GAs. You know, there's still so many uh, so many people in this whole process of getting to learn with the trainers, the coaches, uh, even the players. It, it's a lot, but it definitely took me most of the summer to get to know everybody. <laughs> So we've seen Kalani dance after victories and as the game's winding down. Have you ever seen Kyle Whittingham dance? 
I have not, honestly. I have <laughs> never seen him. I know he got some moves. I remember during the practices, I think he would, uh, he'd over, he'd be over there, his uh, little golfing, uh, he had a little putting, putting spot out there in the practices. I've seen him uh, hit a little dance moves, but he keeps it to himself. He don't want to let anyone see him dance. <laughs> So we've seen uh, we've seen guys dancing and singing after the youth win games. You know the routine, singing in the locker room and all that. Uh, does BYU have something like that? Uh, yeah, you come into our locker room after we uh, we've been meeting. Uh, letting Kalani say a few words to us, and then Kalani puts on the music on the loudspeaker, and he's the first one usually joining the circle and you know start hitting his dance moves and then. He pushed A-Rod in there, Coach Lamb. Uh, he's been throwing a lot of the coaches in there to start getting them dancing, uh, letting everyone feel the joy of all the coaches. Uh, it's been fun, honestly. It's been wild. <laughs> so who can boogie the best? A-Rod cannot. <laughs> Coach A-Rod cannot dance. So he's off. Uh, Lamb's not bad either. Uh, I would honestly give it to Coach Kalani Sadaki. <laughs> honestly, he's probably our best dancer, and he's still got a lot to work on. <laughs> uh, All right, so you're really easy on the quarterbacks, but you're a little harder on the coaches. That's what I've learned here this morning. But the coaches aren't throwing I'm, you the ball. A hundred percent. All right, Samson, we will leave it right there. We appreciate your time. Thanks for hopping on with us this morning. Good luck in Logan, and we will talk to you again next week. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver, joining us every week here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Good times in Provo, man. 4-0, baby. One-third of the way through the schedule. There is a lot of football left to be played. But they're also getting a lot of praise, and there really aren't that many teams making it to 4-0. So I get why uh, it'd be easy for it to go to your head, you know, ride the wave and Get too high. Uh, I don't know about being easy. If you're not aware of the moment, you can do whatever you want, but when it comes time to be aware of the moment, that's that's what you need. I just don't see in, in the ball game that you're 4-0. If anything, that to me, that uses motive, that serves as motivation to get to 5-0 and in order to force you to concentrate even more. Not to be fat and happy and to think you're all that. I don't. I don't see that. Because um, it's not like they've been blowing out anybody. No, it looked like they had a chance to blow South Florida out, and then South Florida had all those long drives and got back in the game. Yeah, defensively, uh, the second half was not good. I don't know how else you would spin that. Uh, the quarterback for them for uh, South Florida was the kid uh, McCain. Was that his name? I mean, he looked really, really good. Exciting for a youngster. I think he's just a freshman, so that's really cool for them. Uh, but uh, defensively, there's stuff to work out, and they got some injury issues too. You know, you talk about the depth and all, but you know, your first game without Keenan Peely did not go as well as the other games did. And this was supposed to be the weakest of the competition. So make of that what you want. Uh, doesn't seem like that there's a consistency there. That uh, you know you can talk about depth, but do you have anybody the caliber of Peely to play? Because he goes out, and the defense wasn't nearly as good. Offensively, it was good to see them unleash it a little bit. I think that I think to an extent, I assume they're going to go with Hall and and Romney himself said you shouldn't lose your job to injury. So which I never bought. I think you if somebody comes in and is better, 
I mean, Tom Brady got his job because of injury 62 years ago, and he hasn't given it up since. So, and there was a guy uh, for the Yankees. What was his name? Garrick. <laughs> Didn't get his job for injury, or was it just a day off? Uh, either way. Uh, and, and Wally Pipp probably is grateful because otherwise he would have never been remembered. Now he's Wally Pipp. Everybody knows who Wally Pipp is, right? <laughs> otherwise, he'd just be some, yeah. some dude who played baseball a long time so ago. So I never bought that myself. If somebody comes in and gets a chance and is better, and clearly the passing game was better, I think he's a better passer than Hall so far and what we've seen. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, Hall's 3-0, and so I mean, that's what it's about. It's about winning games. You can have all the stats in the world you want, and it's about winning games. But Romney, at least they took more shots, and they completed more balls downfield. What does that mean? Was it the weakest defense of the yeah, four that they played? The you, can go, you can go back yeah. and forth on that all day long, and that's for them to decide. But it's good to know you've got somebody, and they knew that too. We talked about it last week that uh, Romney was going to start. We don't want to report on injuries because they don't want to – they don't want you to report on that, and I respect that. Uh, and we'll see what happens when uh, Kalani speaks, and as the week progresses, as far as that goes. But uh, I, I don't see being four and zero and ranked. What are they? Did they move up to thirteen? Yeah, was that thirteen. The yeah. AP poll. I don't. I, I don't see where that's a negative. To me, if any, anything, that's a motivation to keep it going and to be even more focused. Because right now, you're getting in an in-state rival. And they acknowledge it. It is. You know, it's not the number one rival, but it's right there. It's a, it's in a nice number two. And they've had some good games. And you know, especially after Utah State, just tripping all over themselves uh, Saturday morning and early afternoon, that they ought to have a level of being fired up because they have a lot to, to play for, too. So very much looking forward to this game again, as we were last week's games. Utah State needs a bounce-back game, that's for sure. After all the momentum they had in the first three games, that one was just a big old disappointment. We will talk with Blake Anderson coming up at 9.30 this morning. The Aggie head coach will join us. And for for BYU, you know, the guys have been in the program, the coaching staff's been there, so the the recent history of the Aggies, they didn't play last year, obviously, but before that, they'd split six games. So there's been plenty of uh, ups and downs in this, so... I guess going back and watching the film with the new coaching staff and so many new players and not even played last year, that's pretty pointless. But you still know the competition level and the passion and their guys who've been to Logan and how fired up everybody's going to be. Oh, yeah, Friday night, Logan, BYU coming to town. You're guaranteed to sell out. BYU sells out wherever they go in this state. That's a lock. National television Friday, not, uh, I don't know, there may be some other games on. I haven't looked at the schedule, but that's going to be a premier game. Yeah, I, I view this all as something as a, to serve as a motivation for the Cougars, especially for them because they don't have a restart. You know, we're 0-0 and all this stuff. In a sense, no games are conference, literally, but also in a sense, every game is conference. Because what does... That's the only number you're going to have. Yeah. 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 You don't get a chance to say, oh, yeah, but we went 7-2, and 8-1 and one after a slow start or what have you. It doesn't apply for them for this year and for next year. Grateful for 2023 that they have that opportunity to get that reset because I think it's, it's what it's about. Play for your conference title, especially because you, know, you have no shot to, to get into anything else. A cold that's known as the playoff, I don't think anyway. But if you get in the Big 12 and do that, and maybe you do. But for now, 
that doesn't that's irrelevant. And for now, it's about winning every single game that you could possibly get, as many as you possibly can get. And this team's on a roll now. Uh, yeah. I'm just glad that Baylor won, moved into the top 25, give the Cougars another shot at a ranked team. That's fun. Virginia, what a Wake Forest smoked them, didn't they? Virginia got buried. Yeah. 37 to 17. Yeah. So, and SC was just an absolute mess. So, right now, anyway, on the calendar, Baylor looks like the biggest opponent. Yeah. And Boise. Uh, I thought Boise played very well. Boise, to me, Boise is still Boise until I see otherwise. And right now, I have no reason to think otherwise because I can make a strong statement that Bachmeyer is the best quarterback they'll play all season. Slovis is going to turn the ball over four times. It's going to strengthen your argument oh, right there. I don't there. know if he'll be playing by the time you get there. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Utah Jazz Media Day today. It's going to start at 8 o'clock, so we yeah. hope to have some interviews for you as they do all the Zooms. It's content day. It is content day. You just day. told us. He just came in about 25 minutes ago. He said, it's not media day, it's content day. And then he says, it's media day. I can't keep track of him. Commit to the bit. Come on, DJ. Yeah, you said content day, and then you just said media day. Make up your mind. You told us it's not media day, it's content day. Coming up next, what is trending? And then media content day, content media day, content day, media day, whatever. Jazz are talking at 8 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Big Show show. with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. The newest member of the Utah Jazz broadcast team, Holly Rowe. I don't know everything about the team yet, but I feel like I'm dialed in as a fan would be. We have a special and unique once-in-a-generation type of player in Donovan Mitchell. I hope people understand this kid is so special. They're putting the pieces around him. Rudy Gobert, I was watching him play in the Olympics, just marveling at the way this seven-footer can move. I think they did make some good pre-agent moves. And then the other thing I'm really excited about is a lot of these kids on the Utah Jazz right now, and I say kids because I just cover their game as they're coming up in college and I can't wait to continue showcasing what they can do moving forward. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7 presented by Big O Tires. The team you trust on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. 66-yard field goal try for Justin Tucker. It will be the longest in NFL history if it's good. A 66-yard try. Tucker's kick is on the way. It is good! Crossbar, and it tumbles through. It is good! Stafford alone in the shotgun against a four-man rush. He stands in and deals. Right side, cut of the five. Cooper Cup diving for the pylon. He got it! Touchdown, LA! For the second time today and the fifth time this season, Cooper Cup puts it in the paint. Kick to the uprights, and it is good! It is good! It is good! Mason Crosby has done it again! 51-yard walk-off field goal to win it for the Packers. 51-yard walk-off. Great. Show me your 66-yard walk-off. 51 was pretty big, though. Don't Packers try. improved to 2-1. and one. Don't try a 68-yarder, though. There are limits. 
on field goals to me. Too many field goals. Field goals deciding games. Just don't do it for me. You get three chances per game. That's it. You get three field goal chances mm-hmm. per game? I don't like to see games decided by field goals. Okay. I, I'm with you. I like the, it's an intriguing idea. Yeah, so you get three. Isn't that what the discretion? Packers did? They would have fit inside your rule with their game winner. They didn't miss one, did they? No, they didn't. They went. Well, they didn't miss three. one or not. It doesn't matter. Right, so they attempted three then. They're inside your limit. They beat the Niners 30-28. to 28. I think it would add more excitement to the game. Aaron Rodgers beats the Northern California team that passed on in the draft. Make them pay years later. Even and then the people have turned give over. them a couple more timeouts if you need it. Bump them up to four or five. Look at you just messing with the rules. Like the NFL hasn't done that a time or two. <laughs> right? Five undefeated teams left. One of the teams that is uh, knocked from the ranks of the unbeaten, Tom Brady and the Bucks. They lose to the Rams. Matthew Stafford. Four total touchdowns in the victory. A 34-24 win. The Rams, 3-0. And the Cardinals stay right with them, rallying in the second half to get the win. Jacksonville had that 109-yard return. That was cool, but they couldn't make it stand up. The other unbeatens, the Raiders and the Broncos. The Raiders needed all 70 minutes right to the end of overtime. That was a lot of field goals not doing it for you in overtime. There were three field goals in 10 minutes in that overtime. So he traded them with Miami. Good comeback for Miami, though. They were down 11 there and uh, needed the two scores and the two-point conversion. Made it happen. The margin of victory is always in the NFL. Super slim. Any other games uh, jump out at you? No, none. None? Tonight, it is the Cowboys... And the Eagles and the NFC East, which was a terrible division last year and didn't have anybody with a winning record. And whoever wins this game will be 2-1. and one. will be the only team in the division with a winning record after three weeks. Lyle Collins has suspended the right tackle for Dallas, and this is a new one. He is suspended for trying to bribe the league's drug test collector. Players cannot be suspended for multiple uh, positive marijuana tests under the NFL's collective bargaining agreement, but Collins has missed multiple tests, seven in all, and now he's trying to bribe the test collector. His lawyer is currently attempting to appeal an arbitrator's decision to suspend Collins for five games. But he'll be out tonight. Who? Lael Collins. <laughs> That's a long way to go for somebody I never heard of. Multi-time Pro Bowl tackle. Yeah, Pro Bowl tackle. Pro Bowl. I mean, who doesn't make the Pro Bowl? You got 100 guys that aren't even eligible for the Pro Bowl because they're playing in the Super Bowl. The Pro Bowl. If there's anything dumber than the Pro Bowl, I don't know what is. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid left Arrowhead Stadium, was transported to a local hospital. After feeling ill following Sunday's game against the Chargers, he was treated for dehydration. He's expected to be fine, according to reports. Well, that's good. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. Well, the Utes open Pac-12 play with a 24-13 win over Washington State. They score twice in the last five minutes. Fumbled seven times, lost three of them. There are many things to say about that, but that game and all the storylines by that game were dwarfed by the news that Aaron Lowe was killed in the shooting house party early Sunday morning. Just a couple miles, three miles from campus. Oh, yeah, I got nothing for you on that. But I'm here to talk sports. Uh, That's the ultimate tragedy. 
Uh, as far as the game goes, I got uh, good news and bad news. I mean, that was a bad game they played. I can't spin it any other way. You're down you're, you're against the backup quarterback, uh, arguably the best running back in the conference went out in Borgie. Yep. And you barely beat him. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is South Division sucks. <laughs> well, whatever tipped you off to that fact, PK? <laughs> the games. <laughs> and so with that in mind, I like their chances as well as anybody's to win the South Division. Figure six and three, seven and two certainly, maybe six and three. These teams don't look like they can put anything together up and down week to week. Nobody's shown anything yet. Well, seven and two is far more common, so uh, they, they've, they've got an excellent chance. I mean, my power rankings right now are UC Los Angeles number one, three teams tied for five, and two teams tied for six. <laughs> That's it, huh? Yeah. I like it. That's a big gap. That makes UCLA sound dominant. They're not. I know. We've watched them. They're not That dominant. could change any given week. It's just my, my point is the, the division isn't very good. Uh, I thought that was the, the caliber of watching those two teams play Saturday. That were, to me, that looked like two bad Mountain West teams. There were enough mistakes, man. I'm not going to argue with you. There were mistakes all over the place. But... Penalties, turnovers, near turnovers, saved from turnovers by replay review. You win the division, it's really all that matters. And th- their chances are pretty good. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Aggies lose to Boise State 27-3, the final. Utah State falls to 3-1 and one on the year. Utah State defense... Thought was pretty good in that game, but the offense, what happened? That looked completely different. Couldn't connect on any of the big plays. Did have some drives and some opportunities, and then something always went wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure I've ever seen a team get 315 yards of offense and zero points in one half. I mean, you're on pace, obviously, to have an outstanding game offensively, but you had literally nothing to show for it on the scoreboard. That was stunning to me. Absolutely stunning. I'm sure it was to Blake Anderson, too. Missing kicks, turnovers, ill-advised passes, ball thrown up for grabs at the goal line. It was a weird deal. Never got untracked. But yet, no, they, they did get untracked. They never got in the end zone. That's the thing is they got 300 yards in one half. Is outstanding. Couldn't even kick field goals. We'll talk with Blake Anderson coming up at 930. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. Baylor Romney airs it out. The Cougars build a huge lead, and then USF holds the ball on long touchdown drives. 19 plays, 94 yards, almost 10 minutes. Say almost 10 minutes off the clock. I thought that first drive of the third quarter was going to be the long drive in that game when they used half of the third quarter to score. But they never had the ball with a chance to tie. They got within eight, but BYU didn't let them have the ball back. They were out of timeout, so... But the passing game, unleashed. USF falls to 1-3. and three. Not a great team. But another win for BYU. Yeah, USFF, USF, we're not going to be paying attention to them the rest of the way. That's what happens when you get these independent schedules. You get them in town or you go there and as soon as the game's over, all right, see you later. Uh, at least with Baylor this year, it'll be a little bit different since they've got them down the road. 
uh, looking forward to that in 2023 and see what the schedules are at that point. Um, but they did what they needed to do. They won the ball game. I don't know that you're going to play your best every game. I think they they realized that you know they were better. It's, it's the way I viewed uh, I viewed Oregon and Arizona that way Saturday night. It's a little bit of uh, Oregon kind of going through the motions a little bit there. They knew they had it. Oh, it looks close. Well, let's go make sure we have it. Yeah. Lead got in that game, got down to five. But You were right, though, about Peely and, you know, just the ability to get off the field as so many third and threes and third and fours were converted. And they had so many more guys hurt. Now, maybe all those guys will be back. Maybe some of them will be back for the Utah State game. But it does bring up questions. As the, uh, as the injuries inevitably mount as the season goes on. Right. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. The big games in college football this weekend. Ninth-ranked Clemson beaten for a second time. No Clemson in the playoff then, right, PK? We've never had a two-loss team in, even if they come back and win the ACC title, which I don't know that anyone is really convinced they're going to do that. They are really struggling well, to somebody score. Somebody has to. Somebody has to, but they are really struggling to score. Yeah, ooh, Ungulele. I mean, I thought you were all that, man. How do you throw for 400 yards against Notre Dame last year and then suck? Now, there's other guys. I mean, his offensive lines. ETNN isn't there uh, running the ball. So, who knows? Uh, I don't follow Clemson that close, but it's not that I root against Clemson because I don't, but it's almost to the point of having to be refreshing to know that it won't be literally the same teams. And I have nothing against Clemson. But it's good to mix it up. So, Ohio State losing once and Clemson losing twice before we get to October. That's what I'm talking about. Mix it up. Exactly. I mean, I have nothing against them. I don't root against them whatsoever, but it's just that it's been a... What, a monopoly, I guess you could say. And so do you have a fresh face if we should get that fresh face in there? And it will probably be some other blue blood Georgia. I was going to say, if Notre Dame and Georgia replace yeah. Ohio State and Clemson, that's not that big a change. It's a change. Right. Just not that big. It is something different. Notre Dame did look good. Blown out Wisconsin 41-13. to Notre Dame's got Cincinnati coming up this week. So that's a, that's a big game. Yep. UCLA beat Stanford. UCLA's got ASU this week, right? This is thing put another win together. Yeah, I have them number one. Very good. They've got them uh, in Pasadena, yeah. Yep. And Oregon State winning at USC for the first time in more than 60 years. So. Oh, they dominated. There it is. Forced the four turnovers, threw the ball all over the field. Looked good. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. So the NBA gets underway, camps opening, there'll be a few people missing. Andrew Wiggins' request for a vaccination exemption was turned down by the NBA. The Wizards will open training camp without Rui Hachimura, who's away for personal reasons. Devin Booker is going to miss the start of the Suns camp. Health and safety protocols, the team will provide no further updates until he is cleared. Jazz Content Day, a.k.a. Media Day. Starts at 8 a.m. We'll have interviews for players as they come available. Don't have a rock-solid schedule for that. Justin Zanuck, GM, is expected to talk sometime around 9.45. Quinn Snyder, uh, 1.30 this afternoon, probably during Scotty and Han's final hour. And then players as they're wow, available that's between it. Now, now and then. They're done after today? Their final hour? That's it. <laughs> the final hour of today's show. I say the last wow, hour DJ, of the show. DJ is firing folks on a Monday. <laughs> the final hour. You can take it how you'd like. 
It sounds so just gloomy and definitive. Oh the my God. final hour. <laughs> They will they, go home to their families. This? Have you met with them yet? They will go home to their families. <laughs> I don't think it'll be all gloomy. <laughs> Although maybe in Scotty's case it will, because he's pretty upset with his son going after the Yankees. That was uh, that didn't go over well. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. 16 in a row. Are they peaking too early? No. Cardinals with a six-game lead with a week to go. They're going to be the visiting team in the wild card game. It's just are they going to L.A. or San Francisco? Giants up two. Both teams won yesterday. Giants again. Four in the ninth. We might lose. Nah. Let's get a three-run homer. Yeah. I mean, they, they, everything they've touched this year has turned to gold. Uh, 16 in a row in baseball is so dang hard. With the pitching and the variances therein, wow, that's really, really impressive. And I would imagine that they would lose a couple this week, uh, relax guys and whatnot, get them ready. When's that going to be? Is that next Monday, next Tuesday? When's that playoff game? I don't know. I know I think it's next usually, week. I remember. Well, they're usually offset by a day, so I don't know who's yeah, going first. Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't know which. Give it a day for travel. Yeah, and leave. They leave a hole in the schedule in case they need a tiebreaker, which they probably won't this year. They could though. They might need one in the AL Wild Card or in the NL East. Those races are still, still pretty tight. Yankees beat the Red Sox, so they've got a one-game lead now in the race for home field in the wild card. And the Red Sox have the second spot, would be the visitor there, game in front of Toronto, so plenty of drama there in the final week. Bees play their final home game of the season tonight, 635. They host Sacramento. Get your tickets at SLBs.com or listen beginning at 620 here on The Zone. Hashtag RSL. Well, if you're going to push up the field and pressure high, try to be good at it. Portland opening up RSL and drilling them 6-1. to One, one counterattack goal after another. Ooh, look at you, man. Just dropping a soccer lingo. Holy cow. It's cold in the studio. I just let a shot of warmth go through me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you, man. I mean, I've never put my toe in the dirt. I like it, toe in the dirt. <laughs> A.K.A. Hand in the your dirt. Boots. <laughs> yeah. Your boots. TK, your boots. Your boots. Yeah, I didn't drop boots. That's very English. So, RSL had a chance to catch Portland and the LA Galaxy, vault to fourth, but they don't do it. Portland does it. They get the win. The Galaxy lose again. They're winless in their last seven, coming to play RSL. Wednesday night, they lost in Austin. Got shut out. 2-0. There's a little more soccer talk for you. See if RSL can bounce back Wednesday night. They played the same way they did against, or the same, they did not play the same way. Let's start that again. But they played theoretically the same way they did against Seattle, except Seattle, they did it well, and Portland, they did it poorly. So instead of the win, they get blown out. DJ and PK. Golf. 19 to 9. It's a blowout at Whistling Straits, PK. Took a 3-1 lead Friday morning, doubled it to 6-2, tripled it to 9-3, and just kept rolling. No drama there. Most ever lost for Team Europe. Sure, yeah. So They meet again in Italy in 2023. See you then. Tony Finau has stories now. He's been part of a Ryder Cup, and he's been part of a Ryder Cup win. Basically, Europe's winning about two-thirds of these deals. So, 
Not no more. Oh, the U.S. is now taking two of the last New three. breed. Yeah. Young guys. I mean, you know that this matters. You got Rory McIlroy getting choked up, swearing. Yeah. And you got two bitter adversaries, not DJ and PK, Bryson and Brooks hugging it out. Yeah, we'll put that aside for now. We wanted to play together. <laughs> it's all good when you win. And they won big, 19-9. All right, that is what is trending. Brought to you, of course, by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Blake Anderson, Aggie head coach at 930. We will hear from the Jazz over the course of the next two hours as they become available as training camp opens. Stay with us, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. This story is crazy about becoming an ultimate Aggie, which apparently is getting up on that bull naked. What bull is it? Is it the one that's by the Estes Center? Isn't that bull like bucking? I'm just wondering how five nude men could fit on that. <laughs> it's a big bull. Five nude men could fit on I, that? Five smaller men, yeah, probably <laughs> can make that work. There you go. That's the size of the thing right there. Okay, it's not bucking. You could probably fit upwards of ten naked men on that. So in order for you to be the ultimate Aggie, you have to be naked? Yes. I did not know that this was a thing. See, I would think if you were going to be an ultimate Aggie, that it needs to be solo. Because these five were not solo. And that's where a lot of guys up at Utah State are like, hey, maybe dial that down a little bit. <laughs> Easy. One ultimate Aggie at a time. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Football Fridays presented by Mountainland Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. Time for the question of the day. Utah and BYU beat bad teams, and Boise State rolls over Utah State. What are your thoughts? Hot Takes or Tales brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair, it's 2021, and you don't have to lose your hair. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment, or visit www.utahhairmd.com. Your thoughts. Robert says BYU's defense had me concerned. Allowed way too many yards and points. A win is a win. Yeah, same thing for Utah. I mean, they didn't look good winning that game. They should have rolled. That's a bad Washington State team. And you've got a backup quarterback who just not that good. That's why he transferred in the first place. If he was that good, he would have stayed there. No transfer outside of Troy Aikman has ever been good. (laughs) That's not true. But that game was there for the taking. You're there in the red zone. Put it in the end zone. Take the lead. Crowd goes nuts. You have momentum. You're driving again. This one mistake after another. And they played without Sam Borgie. He's really, really good. And he he had the yards. He yeah. looked like he was on his way to a good day. For sure he was, yeah. Because he's good. Yeah. And then he goes down. And you still struggle to beat him. The good thing is you beat him. And you got time off. You're going to need it now. I don't know what this the death of the young man is going to do. I have no idea. I can't speak to that whatsoever. I don't, I don't, I don't know 
how that will have any effect to what way. I'm not uh, trained in that area to even begin to speak, so I won't. Fortunately, they have a week off, and they're going to have to play the schedule here in, what, 12 days against SC. SC looked like hot garbage. They messed up. They weren't even competitive. They scored late to get within 42-27. Yeah. It was actually worse earlier in the game. Right, so they're and nothing. Oregon State was going through that defense. Hot knife through butter. They were blowing assignments. Guys were running down the field wide open. Yeah. So surely the Utes can beat them. But well. They can. They can beat them. <laughs> okay, surely they can. You're That's right. That's what I said. Yep. You're right. They can beat them. There's no doubt in my mind they can beat them. Lots of teams can beat this USC team if they're going to play like they played against Oregon State. Most definitely. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And that I have, if for no other reason that the division stinks, I have confidence that the Utes can win it. And if you win it three out of four, and last year being the one that you didn't, that's awfully impressive because who cares about last year? DJ and PK, more of your feedback on the games this weekend. We'll do that next. We're monitoring the Jazz. Uh, the veterans, the stars, seem to be getting the uh, the later times, the later tea times. We already had Derek Alston, but, well, you know. I would. Is he in relation to Ray for Alston? Famous Alston's. Let's go. Walter. Boom. That's all I got Winner. for Winner. Good job. Uh yeah, right now, Jazz. Well, the, the veterans are getting—they're getting taped up. You—you you can't get injured on content day. DJ and PK, it's ninety-seven five at twelve eighty the zone.